0: Today we remember those that we lost on September 11th, 2001, and we pray that we can return to a time similar to September 12th, when the country was united as one no matter your color, race, or gender, and that we continue to support our first responders who face difficult situations and were grateful for their service. Welcome to The Scoop on Miami Adventures. I'm Ernie Emad, and on today's show, we visit Azucar Ice Cream Company's grand opening of their third location in downtown Dadeland. We chat with the owner, Susie Battle, and discover together these Cuban and Latin creations sourced fresh from our farmers with their farm-to-cone philosophy, and I'll get to taste some of their great creations. And that's on today's program of The Scoop on Miami, and it gets started right now. Hi, I'm Ernie Emad, and I've saved the seat for you to ride along shotgun with me on the new Scoop on Miami Adventures, and it all starts right here, right now. Good afternoon. We are in downtown Dayland today at the grand opening of Azucar Ice Cream Company, and I'm here with the owner. Susie Bachi, but I know that everybody knows you by battle, correct? And yes. what a battle you've taken on here with your second location. So tell me a little bit, because you are the driving force behind this. And when we were off the air, we were talking about um, you were 20 years in the mortgage business, so you know the finance industry, yes. correct? Yes. And you guys are ice cream lovers. And you turned this right in the middle of 2008 when uh, chaos was happening in real estate and the entire, and you made a decision to go into business by yourself welcome to the scoop on Miami and tell us a little bit about that
1: thank you so much so I did go into business by myself so 2008 I was in the banking industry on the finance side and um, the industry plummeted so I didn't have a job I didn't know what to do and I had two children or I still have them so those guys are uh, uh, still around they were asking me to open an ice cream store and I because we love ice cream so we have eaten ice cream every day of our lives since I was a kid since they were kids. And uh, I just thought it was such a dumb idea and I didn't listen to them. So I took another year, I became a real estate agent in Key Biscayne um, at the Ritz. So Mm -hmm. my friend is the broker there. And then I started saying, you know what, I could do this. So I went to school to Penn State. Penn State has an ice cream school. So I went, it's a world renowned school. So I went to the ice cream school there. I went to another school in St. Louis. And being Cuban, I said, what's the only place I could ever open an ice cream shop that's a homemade Cuban ice cream shop?
0: Little Havana. You know, I love your story because um, we are big on environment, correct? And to buy and source local because it's so important. And that's a big part of your business to really bring in the local farmers and the local suppliers uh, to supply these wonderful uh, creations of yours. Tell us about how that came about.
1: So for me, it was about being pure. And so I wanted to clean up the ice cream. I don't like flavors. I don't like flavoring. So little by little, I started meeting all of the farmers in the Redlands, and it was so great. And to realize, like, take a mame. You have to obviously nature and the farmer makes the mame for me. We grab it. We take it back. We wait till it's ripe we open it ourselves we take out the fruit and all we do is add cream Mm. so it's as pure as it could possibly get so that's what i love that's why i think that i'm still in business and i think people love this ice cream it's it's extreme I, i don't add sugar to it and wow. everything's All as the pure the as it sweetness.
0: is. that, that right. is fantastic. And today, uh, which we look for, away yes. from preservatives and everything. You know, we had the owners of L&M Farms on our program a few uh, months ago, and they mm. do mame and everything. And, awesome. and we know why mame takes, if there's two seasons for them to grow, right. and two hurricanes and two winters and so yes. forth. Correct, and even though he said it doesn't, always uh, amount to the dollars on the farm but by the time it gets to the market th- that's why Mamé is so expensive and obviously Miami is such a multicultural uh, city and to bring the Cuban flavors yes. so tell me a little bit about your personal story where you're from your family your upbringing uh, because this is what makes you today
1: so we're Cuban my, my parents are Cuban my grandparents are Cuban I was born here in Miami I went to school, um, actually my first uh, school was a preschool right where the Marlin Stadium is, ah. Candyland. Mm. And um, so I was, um, I was in that area younger and then all of a sudden I just thought that I gotta bring this back to my roots. And that's really what, what started Asukad and what kept us going. So as a matter of fact, my best friend Pat, who's actually here today, uh, named it Asukad. So she's the one who actually named Azúcar Azúcar. And uh, obviously, Celia Cruz. We have the
0: queen of Azúcar. Yes. Well, you're taking those reins now. Yes. Uh, But without a doubt, it's so important because not only do people come to Miami, because Miami was really Latin flavors is a huge influence started by cubans and now it's such multicultural because it used to be english and spanish when you went to Brickle and right. I, uh, it's, it's, it's everything and you're really bringing these wonderful flavors to America and to the world and they wish they can have these tropical ex- exotic flavors in their place so what is the process of choosing because your menu changes based on the, the seasons season. of the fruit and
1: the best that you can source, right? Absolutely. So I do buy mame. At, at some point, we're buying like 10,000 pounds of it. Mm. We are buying mango at the same rate, guava at the same rate. So we were trying to freeze it and hold on to it. So I did open a store in Dallas. Ah. So my mother, being here 58 years, decided that she was gonna go help my brother, who's a neurosurgeon. I don't think he needs any help. She's 90 (laughs) years old. But she moved to Dallas. So going back and forth to Dallas, I decided I was going to open an azucat there. Mm, So I didn't know how the people were going to react to this type of ice cream, to these flavors, and they love it. Well,
0: there's a lot of Latins in Texas to begin with. Yes, And the azucat is is such a great name. You know, one of the things that caught me is you're a detail-oriented person from repurposing guayaberas I mean what a wonderful yes. way to uh, bring Cuba in little elements within your location tell me about how that came about
1: I don't know that the people that I stole them from were <laughs> that happy because I took them out of everybody's closet Did you? Okay. yes and so we used those uh... for the seating but as I was thinking I'm Cuban what can I bring to the table so what can I bring other than my latin background different flavorings. So the tiles were very important to me. So the tiles are uh, uh, rep- replicas sure. of what you would see in Cuba Correct. today.
0: Very popular today. Right,
1: well, super popular. Yes. Nine years ago when I put them in, they were not as popular. So I decided that I was going to have fun with that. We decided to do the uh, the, the actual guayabera shirts mm-hmm. because I thought, how much fun is that? And what was the most fun for me was when my grandmother came from Cuba, there was a phenomenon that everybody had plastic on their furniture. I have no idea why, it was disgusting.
0: We were the same way, you okay. know, from Fingerhut, uh, from our car, uh, my father had those little bubbly wraps to our so furniture crazy. when we didn't really have a formal living room, but right. that's what we had. Right. So it's funny that you bring that up.
1: So you'd sit on it yes. and I remember being a kid and sweating and then all of a sudden getting up from those seats mm-hmm. So, I remember thinking, you know what, I'm going to do Guayabera seats, but I'm going to bring in that plastic for my grandmother. So, I laugh every time I look at it. It's, it's actually pretty uh, efficient because you could clean it very well. And so, that's where that plastic came from.
0: You know, abuelitas are very endearing to Hispanics <laughs> and to Cubans. We lost ours at 104. Wow. Um, so, uh, if you uh, say that Abuelita is an inspiration for some of these flavors, Absolutely. what would be the wildest
1: flavor you've come up, from, uh, come up with uh, that's been a hit? A wild, I mean, we've made ice cream out of everything. Mm. So we even did like a chicken, chicken and waffles. Oh, my goodness. Which sounds disgusting, but it was like a bestseller for a while. Wow. So, yes, so we play around with a, a pretty much anything. So that's, it's, that's the fun part of this job
0: is the R&D, right? You get the Absolutely. taste and so forth. Absolutely. And you create all of these in some back room somewhere? Or where are these created? In the so mind? And in the name?
1: mind, in the kitchen, In the, like all of a sudden if I go to a restaurant and I taste something and I say, this is delicious together, like a pairing, I can make this into ice cream. So that's really
0: where I always go. Wow, so you're always thinking always. about something new. Approximately how many flavors do you typically have uh, on hand at any one of? You have two locations, right? Uh, yes. Calle Ocho and this one here.
1: And Dallas. And
0: Dallas, correct. Can't so forget I Dallas. normally
1: have at least 35 with me but we definitely make at least 120.
0: Oh my goodness. Uh, so you beat that 33 flavor brand yes. by a long shot. <laughs> so that, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, you know, um, uh, we had on, I think it was episode five or six, uh, your neighbor, uh, um, Bill Fuller of Ball and Chain. Yes. Uh, being a realtor and a broker, tell me a little bit about what went into that fabulous location that you chose.
1: So Bill's a friend of mine for a long time. Mm -hmm. And um, actually I met him in the mortgage side when I was doing mortgages because I was doing mortgages for his family. So we became very close friends very quickly. And um, he actually owns that piece of land Mm -hmm. that Asuka's on and Ball and Chain. Correct, yes. So I remember sitting in, in, um, there was a sushi restaurant owned by my friend named Bond. It was called To Be Asian across the street and I was seeing buses coming by. Yes. And I'm like, what is this? What are they coming to see? And lo and behold, they were coming to see Domino Park. And I was like, sort of like embarrassed to be Cuban, and that's all that Little Havana had to see at that point in time. We had the Tower Theater. Correct. It closed for a spell, mm-hmm. but it was Domino Park, and that's pretty much it. And I said, you know what? I gotta do something here. Miami's hot year round, right? Miami's hot and I remember calling Bill and I said, You know what, Bill? I see a for lease sign and back in the day it wasn't ball and chain, but there was a cigar shop and then he in five minutes brought me the keys and he said, You do whatever you want. Wow. Like no questions asked.
0: You went out of the box with that signage. Yes. Yes. Wow. Tell me about that so sign. So
1: I just figured I gotta go big or go home. Yes. So I either make a statement or I don't make a statement. So Bill actually is the one who started me thinking about the sign, and it ended up that they made it in my backyard. Huh. So I don't think my birds or the pool man was happy because it was everywhere. fiberglass. A it little was bit styrofoam. of styrofoam. Oh
0: styrofoam!
1: Oh my goodness. So the girl would carve it every day, mm, and then yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy, but that is just i mean it's an iconic building now
0: well it it is an iconic building and you know one of the things because you're nine years into this so it took you from 2008 or 9 to 2011 to actually open your doors so there's a lot of work and concepts and school and the whole thing so everything has been very meticulous uh planned out but as i drive down calle ocho you are really an iconic business that you can think has been there for 20 years or 30 years. That's the fabulous thing. And you have customers that now with the pandemic less, the 3 million visitors uh, being bust to your front door every year can't be a bad thing.
1: Not a bad thing, (laughs) not a bad thing. (laughs) What's your favorite flavor? So, mine is Willy Chirino. Willy so Chirino. It's, we call oh it Willy goodness. Chirino. Oh, Churros. Be- because it has cherries. Oh, cherries. So, it's a bourbon ice cream. Bourbon mm. goes very well with cream. Mm. And um, it's two different types of cherries. So, it's a big black cherry and a maraschino cherry. Fantastic. And Willy Chirino actually loves it. So, he comes in and has it and takes it home and, and loves it.
0: So you've got all the celebrities following. Yeah, he loves it. From Asians to Americans to South Americans, yeah. uh, they really come to your place. It's incredible. I As I it. was looking and seeing all of the, uh, the reviews that you have and the people wishing that these flavors came to their town. Have you thought about franchising Azuka?
1: Well, I think franchising would kill me. So <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of the franchise, but I could do it myself. Yeah. That's true, and open up spaces.
0: right? And you know, you were not afraid uh, to open up in the middle of a pandemic, correct? And (laughs) I know a lot of people are gonna be making changes in their own lives because after 2008, people made changes just like yourself. And what advice would you give someone um, that is kind of tossing around in their mind of saying, you know, I don't wanna do what I'm currently doing. I wanna follow my dreams and my passion. What advice can you give them?
1: I've reinvented myself so many times, and I just think that you can't be scared of reinventing. Do something else.
0: I am a big proponent, I I, I love change, I embrace change, and I think that that is so important because life changes, business change, and if we don't change with it, we become a dinosaur. And that's really living, right? So
1: you've got to get out of your comfort zone and live your life, because if you live it in a small box, What are you doing?
0: That's absolutely great. So um, I know you do catering. So that means that your ice cream travels well. And during pandemics, there are smaller venues, smaller uh, things. So tell us about some of your catering.
1: So when the pandemic started, um, I never closed one day. Hmm. So that was very difficult because I wanted to keep the staff and they pay rent and, and, you know, uh, they have to eat. So there was no way I was going to close. Financially, it was a, a, that's a sure. very difficult decision to make because I lost a ton of money, but I feel that because we stayed open, we started delivering. We were delivering to Fort Lauderdale, we're delivering to Palmetto Bay, we're delivering to Homestead, we're delivering everywhere. So now
0: you have a delivery business.
1: Now I have a delivery business Fantastic,
0: so if you can't get to 8th Street, if you can't get to downtown uh, Dadeland, you can get your favorite flavors delivered to you. Absolutely. We are tasting right now some of these incredible, let me tell you, it looks so amazing. It's so hard for me to choose. So I'm gonna let you choose for me because with my weight, I eat everything. So the, the most
1: Cuban of all flavors right. is Mantecado.
0: Mantecado, of so. course. Okay, okay, perfect. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and try Mantecado right now. <laughs> There's nothing more Cuban than Mantecado. That correct? is correct. That, that's absolutely, you know, from the little uh, uh, carts, that serve you the mantecado uh, um, snow cones. Yes. Uh, I've never had mantecado ice cream, so I'm excited to try
1: it. So park would come in and they'd say, hey, where's the mantecado? And I'd be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I had to look back at recipes and try to figure it out. So what was funny was that I look back, my, my grandmother actually had a recipe, but the people in, in Domino Plaza thought that it should have a little more nutmeg and a little more cinnamon. So I don't know if they liked watching me walk back and forth with the ice cream for them to taste it or they, you know, whatever it was, but we started laughing and this is the recipe from those gentlemen.
0: Wow. So it's an authentic Authentic. Cuban Mantecado.
1: What is Mantecado? Mantecado is the most Cuban of all ice creams and it is an egg based ice cream. Mm. So because it's egg based, it tastes like a little bit like maybe an eggnog or a French vanilla. Exactly. That's really what I could say that it tastes oh, like.
0: This is so delicious, awesome. unbelievable flavor. So Wh- we have a
1: trademark flavor called Abuela Maria. Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: So it is uh, guava, cream cheese and Maria crackers. Mm. So that is like a Cuban delight, of Cuban treat, Cuban everything. So let's try that. Yes, you can't get more Cuban than this ice cream. So let me let you get a little taste here. So what
0: sizes can people buy when they come here
1: so they could buy pints they can buy it in a in a in a cup in a a, a cone okay. so we make um waffle cones here every day homemade and so they could buy it any in any of the in those formats oh my goodness and for parties we actually sell the entire five liter bin do you yes the five liter bin yes wow
0: that's incredible you know one thing i want to try which I'm a fan of, is lychee. Okay, yes. So you have cones as well, right? Waffle cones, Yes. what other type of cones? Sugar cones. Sugar cones, okay. So those two. Fine, and then you have all your little cup sizes and so forth, right?
1: And pints. Uh, And the pints. And half pints. So everything is cream based, correct? We do make sorbets because some people are lactose intolerant Mm -hmm. and I also make vegan. You do? So to make the vegan, I use pea milk. Interesting. I know. And how often do you
0: have vegan ice cream?
1: Um, In Dallas, all the time, time. because everybody loves it so much. And here we're starting to bring it, especially into downtown (laughs) Dayton.
0: Fantastic, beautiful. I'll try the lychee. You got it. And how long does it take to make? Are they made in each individual store, or is it made in one central location, the bases, and then sent to freeze here?
1: So what we do is we make them in each individual store. So Dallas makes it, uh, Little Havana makes it, and we make it here.
0: And they all follow your strict recipes. Recipes, correct. And obviously these are lychees from right here in Florida.
1: And I'll tell you what, there's a huge difference between the lychee in Florida and the lychee in Dallas. And I didn't know that. So those taste like nothing. Probably because the they've clay, been imported. soil,
0: oh, okay, got it. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's really the issue, right? So for me, I have to bring the fruit with me. So I bring it on American Airlines.
0: Oh, my goodness, and leech is expensive, you know, if you're yes. buying it off, it's $5 yes. a pound. Yes. My goodness, it's uh, right there with sirloin. Right. about, correct? How long does it take you to make a batch of ice cream?
1: I would say it takes me about maybe 15 minutes to make the batch but then it goes into a batch freezer, which is negative 22 degrees. From negative 22 degrees, then we move it to a regular freezer and then it can come out and and see you guys.
0: So it's frozen in three different stages. So that negative 22 is a quick freeze.
1: And the last thing you want on your ice cream is ice. It's ice,
0: absolutely. So you don't get that by Correct. by doing that. Correct. That's fantastic. So so I have
1: mame here if you want to try that I as well. I do want to try
0: because that is other than mantecado, right? Yes. Uh, a mame. A big and, favorite. And that's also from here. Yes. Right?
1: From the Redlands. And that's just mame with cream. And you're and if you're a coffee lover, this cafe con leche is the best thing you'll ever have. I will try that.
0: The one thing I love about this mame, you know, mame is almost like from the anispero family, that kind which could be very gritty. Yes. And this is very smooth and delicious and I can see only mame and cream because the mame is what shines in this particular. uh, And it takes a
1: long time to get through to the point where you where I wanna make it into ice cream. And a lot of care and people don't realize all that it takes to get this done. I would
0: imagine it's close because you go a little too far and your fruit rots and you need that perfect balance of that natural sweetness, right? Which takes place after picking, I would imagine.
1: And each batch is different. So I could get a batch of uh, mangoes from one farmer and then go to get a batch of mangoes from another farmer And they taste totally different. Well, I mean, the same variety. The same variety, right. Still tastes different because of the earth. There's a lot that goes into it. And and that's
0: part of, I think, the great thing about uh, enjoying natural flavors, natural ingredients, that you have that variety uh, of uh, uh, nuances and flavors as opposed to some of these ice creams that you you get in your uh, big box grocery stores that all...
1: No, and you can leave it out and it'll never melt. Oh, well,
0: we, we've we heard that specifically right. with ice cream sandwiches. Right. They're really not ice cream inside. No. they're chemicals. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that is that is absolutely right. So this is fantastic. I'm gonna try the, uh, uh, you had said the cafe con leche, yes. right?
1: And I also want you to try flan because we make oh, flan well, ice cream and nobody else does that.
0: It's very difficult.
1: Well, nobody do... just does it. Nobody's ma- made it ever. Uh, we're the first people to make it. <laughs> So if you like coffee, mm. I think this is a, a a great great addition. Also I wanted to talk about the chocolate.
0: You know it's very interesting because you do get the chocolate. I mean the coffee taste. Yes. But what a neat addition of adding Oreo cookies to it.
1: Yes. A customer asked me to do that.
0: It is I've never had that combination and it's still a beautiful tasting um, it's a nice balance. Uh, it, right. it is a beautiful balance. Agreed. So let's go ahead and try your chocolate. Tell me about your chocolate.
1: Okay, so the, our chocolate, we have a chocolatier, and the chocolatier is a, a young girl, mm-hmm. and she is uh, she's Carolina, but she has a company called Esquisito. Hmm. So she's also on 8th Street. So I started buying her chocolate because I think it's important that she really goes out and sources it. That's a big deal for us. And, and at least for me, so and this gives is, you
0: a signature, uh, you're taste never going to take it anywhere else. That's correct, correct. Mm. If you're a chocolate lover and oh maybe my. Carolina
1: could be one of your people,
0: I would love yes, Carolina love it. to showcase yes. uh, a chocolate <laughs> here on our program. Oh, this is delicious. I want to thank you so much for allowing us into your place. I see that you have every kind of sprinkles as well. Yes. So for all size kids, because we're all kids at heart, can come here and enjoy. So come on out to the new location or the additional location of Azuka Ice Cream Company in downtown Dayland, actually next to Chili's. You can't miss it. Yes. It's a perfect location to enjoy ice cream
1: year-round. Year-round. So
0: thank you so much. Thank
1: you very much, thank you for coming.
0: You bet. One final thing, is there anything else that you wanna bring up, any special promotions, any upcoming events, or something that I may have failed to mention that you really wanna let our listeners and viewers know about?
1: Well, I, I mean, I'd love for Little Havana to come back. I'm the vice president of uh, Viernes Culturales. Bill is the president that's of Viernes Culturales. Absolutely correct.
0: It's a passion project for you guys. 20 years. Little Havana. This is the 20th year. Fantastic. So
1: I would love to bring that back. And uh, that's what we're working on every day to try to bring that festival back. It's a big uh, yeah, deal for
0: us. Uh, correct. And obviously, it's hard because we, we know we're going to lose um, income this year year with uh, uh, Art Basel canceling and and, uh, we're hoping that uh, there'll be decisions made in time where things would be better for food and wine festival because we know for south florida how important winter is uh, because right correct and for all the business owners Uh, so tell real quick what are your addresses and telephone numbers and your hours
1: so our hours here will be from noon to nine monday tuesday wednesday and that's a
0: downtown dadeland
1: downtown mm-hmm. dadeland um and thursday and friday we're from noon to 11 sunday from noon to 10. Fantastic. and the store in Dow- i mean the store in uh, little havana as well so we're going to we're normally from 11 on but uh we haven't started that again and we'll do that within the next month or so wow that's fantastic yes
0: Thank you so much. No, thank you for having uh, I can having see me. your success. First of all, you answer your phone. Many people don't answer your phone. Uh, and uh, uh, you jumped on the opportunity, and I am so grateful yeah, and that. thankful uh, f- for you coming on the Scoop on Miami and for us to be able to share a little azúcar with all Absolutely. of our viewers and listeners. Thank you so thank much, Thank you very Lizzie. much.
1: And thank you for doing this, because uh, I, I got to tell you, it makes a big difference to uh, small businesses like us. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Have a great day. You
0: do. That'll do it for this episode of the Scoop on Miami Adventures. And I'll be looking for you. I'll save the shotgun seat for you until next time on the Scoop on Miami Adventures.